Hi, everyone. Welcome to What's the Hook with Diane and Andy. Uh, Zoom edition this week, because Andy's on walkabout. He's uh, he's up near somewhere near Santa Barbara, right, Andy? Yeah, I'm in Santa Inez. Visiting oh, some friends. It's been a it's been a busy week, Diane, and I it have really not been, been have not a busy couple of weeks. Have not been watching much TV, so I'm I'm here as uh, I'm here in sidekick capacity, uh, <laughs> r- rather than having too much to add to the conversation in terms of what we've been watching. But yeah. Well, I always get nervous about talking too much, but Andy will be chiming in because we did some fun things. And he did he did went to one fun screening on his own and then we went to a premiere together. But more about that in a moment. Um, I hate to say it, but I need to start out with uh, with an R.I.P. Um, Andre Brower passed away pretty suddenly at the age of 61 this week. And um, it was determined that he had lung cancer that was recently diagnosed. Now, a lot of people knew Andre Brower from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and he was fantastic as Captain Holt. That whole ensemble was one of the strongest comedy ensembles on television. But if you're a little older, you might know Andre Brower from Homicide, Life on the Streets, Tom Fontana's and Barry Levinson's incredible NBC drama that ran for about five seasons on NBC. And Andre Brower played Detective Frank Pembleton, who was one of the best detectives on the Baltimore force. He was a truly incredible actor. Um, He was uh, one of the founders of a theater. He was just, you know, I only met him once at a Brooklyn Nine-Nine set visit, and he just couldn't have been nicer and and just a lovely guy. And I also want to make sure I mention that Mike Royce's wonderful series, Men of a Certain Age, which starred Brower, Ray Romano, and Scott Bakula, is now streaming on Max. And I highly recommend that series as well. Uh, Andre Brower was just, by by all word, anyone who met him loved the guy, said he was very kind and very giving and, and wonderful to work with, which is easy for me to believe. Um, he was just a true talent. And uh, boy, I mean, I'm biased because Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of my favorite comedies. So... Rest in peace, Andre Brower, and you will be missed. Um, to move along to what I'm watching now, uh, Andy, I, I can't remember. Are you caught up on Fargo, or are, were I'm about a week behind on? I'm a, about uh, yeah, a little behind on Fargo. <clears throat> However, okay. I did find out from um, visiting friends last night that we've we've converted some people from our discussions about Fargo. So go us. Like they weren't watching, and now they are. No, and now they are. Yeah. Oh, because I encourage everyone to watch Fargo. (laughs) And, you know, I have been raving um, that my two reasons for watching are John Hamm and Jennifer Jason Lee. And the two of them had an outstanding scene in this week's episode. Sorry, Andy, a bit of a spoiler for you since you're behind. (laughs) That's okay. But, of course, they wound up. uh, Roy Hillman went to see Jennifer Jason Lee's character because. You know, he wants his wife back. That is uh, Dorothy, also known as Nadine, played by Juno Temple. And, you know, all my friends are like, oh, well, I'm I'm loving Juno Temple, too. And, and I am, too. I'm a big Juno Temple fan. I wish she had a little more to do. I feel like all they make her mm. do is run around and set booby traps. So <laughs> I think she's capable of a lot more. So I'm hoping I have a feeling there will be more in the offing. 
But boy, oh boy, this week's episode was worth it just for the scene between Jennifer Jason Lee and John Hamm. Jennifer Jason Lee also had another standout scene where she was talking to two bankers who were trying to uh, not let her talk. And it was just brilliant. <laughs> I mean, she's she's pretty great whenever she's on screen. What's also great is the voice that she has chosen to use with this character. It reminds me of the Hudsucker Proxy, which was a great movie years ago uh, and was done in the style of a screwball comedy. Uh, she's so, so good in Fargo. I just cannot recommend it enough. Um, that's all I've got with that this week. But uh, I'm feeling very bad for Dorothy's husband because I think we left him locked in a bathroom in the hospital. So let's hope. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm still over on uh, the Hulu tip. I'm still watching Murder at the End of the World, but the slow pace is kind of getting to me. And I don't know. I'm not sure I'm losing interest, but I might be. So Yeah, I, I've, I think I've officially lost interest. I really, really wanted to like this show. Um, and I just, it it is so slow, so quiet. It It's it just, I can't. It, it just has not gotten its hooks into me. And I think I've I've given it all I can. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. it The hours just feel very, very long to me, which is not a good thing. Um, the other show I'm still watching is Bookie over on Max, the one starring Omar Dorsey and Sebastian Maniscalco, which has already become kind of repetitive. It's just a very male skewing show. A lot of the humor, a lot of the jokes are pretty much the same, you know, each week to week. But, you know, all I could say is I think it's okay. Like, I'm not raving about it. I think it's okay. Um, And yet I'm still watching. What I am happy about is Hollywood Houselift with Jeff Lewis is back on Freebie, which is part of Prime Video, Amazon's streaming service. Oh, Jeff Lewis. You know, I think he's funny. I Sarcastic do too. and funny. So I always liked him. And, you know, he's got some nice, some very nice celebrity guests, including Josh Stamel and Gina Rodriguez and Anthony Anderson is back for season two because he was in season one and Jeff like redid like the front of his house. And now they're working on like the back of his house. So he's really helping them spend some money. Um, I just like it because I think the show has a really good sense of humor. So I enjoy that. Um, Andy Season two of Reacher is also streaming on Prime Video. So I know I'll be catching to- up on that. Absolutely. I heard it's pretty similar to season one. So I would I like you to contrast. Yeah. Um, I, also- and I heard and I heard his body is as is as rippling as ever. Ooh, well, there Andy will be tuning <laughs> in then. Um, I'm also watching the final episodes of The Crown are now streaming. They were dropped the other day on Netflix. So those are streaming now. So I'll probably finish watching it this weekend because I do love The Crown. I have no problem like just kind of ripping through episodes of that. Yeah. Um, And Tony Blair has entered the picture. So they have a very good actor. I think his name's Bertie Koffel playing Tony Blair. Very, very good. Um, So I, I always enjoy The Crown. The, Although, this this the crown also came up in, in conversations last night and how yeah. uh how having Dominic oh, what's his last Dominic West Dominic play West. play Prince Charles gave Prince Charles a bit of a uh, a glow up 
Very much so. Because Dominic West is way hotter than Prince Charles ever (laughs) was. Exactly. Exactly. Because I don't think you'll find a lot of women who are like, yes, I'd like to shag Prince Charles. You will find a lot of women who say, yes, I would like to shag Dominic West. Absolutely. And men. Uh, Let's see. Um, And then I was also, I watched a couple episodes of Hulu's new, uh, it's a Hulu BBC series called Such Brave Girls. And it's by Kat Sadler. She's the creator and she also stars in it. It's six episodes and it's basically sort of a dysfunctional like mom and her two daughters. And, uh, you know, they're, they talk about mental health issues and they talk about and the, and the mother's trying to sort of land another husband because her husband left a while ago. Um, it's very dark. If you enjoy dark comedy, you'll like it. So uh, I watched two of the six episodes. Uh, Tomorrow night, Sunday, big night on television. Uh, A couple of season finales, The Gilded Age on HBO. And I'm very sad because I love The Gilded Age so much. And it takes so long between seasons because all the actors are so busy, which is a very class problem. But I will miss that show so much. And it had another beautiful season. Last, Last week was heartbreaking on Ada Lost her love the rector her new husband so that made that was very sad but it was a really beautiful episode all the episodes have just been lush and gorgeous and beautiful so i can't wait for the finale but i'm sad it's the finale and andy also sunday night the finale of fellow travelers yeah which i'm sure is also going to be super emotional yeah i'm not ready well, get your Kleenex. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, and also tomorrow is the finale of Archer, which has had an astounding 14th season run. I love Archer. This is a show that I will miss. I I I think it's underrated. It's it's so outstanding. The voice talent behind it is so great. The style of the animation, just the way it captures such a, a cool kind of mid-century vibe when and 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 just oh i i just i think it's such an inventive fun gorgeous show and and i will miss it a lot and the um finale is is supersized so i if you set a dvr or anything it will go longer and then of course it will stream on hulu the next day i believe they're also doing a special live event in Los Angeles, but I can't remember. I don't know if it's happened already or it's happening afterwards. I'm not sure. Um, the curse will still be continuing. It still has a few episodes to go on Showtime. Um, and just a note, if you are a Showtime subscriber, the Showtime Anytime app has shut down. And right now, I think the only option is to add Showtime to your Paramount Plus account, which does cost extra. I'm trying to find out if there are any other ways of doing these things, but so far my research has not turned up anything um let's see boy oh boy andy let's see oh andy and i went out the other night andy took grandma out for a little night on the town (laughs) the nice folks at peacock had a premiere for season two of dr death and if you remember josh jackson starred in season one of dr death and andy how would you describe his character well, yeah. So the um, the doctor from the first season was just a butcher. He was just an absolute, uh, an absolute idiot, weird, 
guy with lots of personal issues who was literally just butchering patients out of his, um, he was just inept. He was just a terrible surgeon and he would just make these horrible mistakes um, during surgery. And, and it was just a really shocking story. I, I had, <clears throat> had listened to the first season of the podcast, Dr. Death, which is a wondery podcast. And, you know, was just fascinated by the story and how somebody could keep operating after making these just horrific mistakes in surgery. Um, I knew nothing about this new season. I had not, there is a season two of the podcast, which, which is also, which about is about the new case. Yeah. About the, yeah, the, the, the show is, is based on the, the second season, but I knew nothing about it. It's, it's a different type of story. This was not an inept doctor he was maybe an overly ambitious doctor. Um, he was doing experimental surgeries on people that were mainly on people who were going to die. Um, and he was trying some things and the things didn't always work out. So anyway, you know, I don't know. I don't know the whole story and I don't want to spoil it, but like it's it is a different type of story. And I'm glad for that because I, I don't know that I could sit through another season of just butchery. Well, and also why re why repeat yourself? But season two stars Mandy Moore as an investigative uh, journalist working for NBC News and and um, Edgar Ramirez, who was so good in uh, American Crime Story. He played Johnny Versace in that season of it. He was also so good in Netflix's Florida Man, if you haven't watched oh, I that. I forgot that he was Versace. <laughs> yeah. And so and he wow. stars Dr. Paolo Maccarini an Italian, uh, an Italian surgeon who is doing these experimental surgeries that gets the notice of some other world-renowned doctors. And um, the story goes from there. We don't want to give away any spoilers because uh, it's dropping a little later this week. All of the episodes of season two will drop at once on Peacock on December 21st. So look for them then. Um, Andy and I got to see the first two episodes at the premiere, which was, uh, I was hiding my parts at the, I was hiding my eyes at the bloody parts cause I'm very squeamish. Yeah. Andy's a little braver than I am. It doesn't hold, it does not hold back on, on yeah, they, scenes of, I'll show of you a little blood guts. Be aware yeah. of that for sure. Yeah. Um, and Andy, you went to a special screening of all of us strangers, which is, I think maybe, maybe Andy's favorite movie of the award season. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely is. It really, really hits for me. Um, this is the film by Andrew Haig, and it stars Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal. We've talked about it a little bit before. Um, Diane took me to a screening a few weeks ago, and I literally like had to gather myself at the end because it was, whew, it was just, it was very powerful. It's I think a it's very um, moving film. Yeah, it's a tearjerker. I mean, there were lots of sniffles and crying in, in the second screening that I saw. Um, and I cried again. I, I think it. I think it really hits um, for you know gay men of of around my age because it 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 just it's it's very um, poignant in in its depiction of some of the you know trauma that that people endure. Um, but it's also just a really um, I don't know. It's a it's a moving and lovely story. I, I just I can't say enough good things about it. Um, and the great thing about this screening was there was a Q&A afterward with Claire Foy and uh, Andrew Scott and uh, Jamie Bell, who plays uh, Claire Foy and and Jamie Bell play the Andrew Scott characters parents, which is very interesting. Um, 
but yeah, it was, it was great. It was fun to, to get to hear from them. Um, you know, obviously Claire Foy, I mean, God, you know, queen, ah, just, just, so to true. Be, just to see her, you know, was, was amazing. Um, I thought it was, it was a great Q and a, one of the most interesting sort of points was when, uh, someone in the audience asked a question about whether this was just trauma porn, like LGBTQ trauma porn, because some, some, you know, there's there's stuff about suicide and 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 some other things. And I and I just I kind of cringed at that question because I I don't think it's trauma porn. I think it's a really thoughtfully done uh, movie. And uh, anyway, Andrew Scott fielded that question. And I thought he was masterful in the way he addressed it and talked about the fact that art is not, you know, it's not just supposed to be comfortable. Art art has to tackle difficult um, problems. And, and it's also cathartic, I think, to go through, you know, a beautiful piece of art about a, about a painful uh, subject is it can be very cathartic and healing. And I just was so impressed by the way he, he handled that question. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really great. He's a very eloquent guy. In fact, all he three is. of them are very eloquent about their work. Yeah. Um, I also, when Andy was telling, I was not at the Q&A with Andy because I my my emotional brain couldn't sit through the movie again. I, it would have just been, <laughs> I would have been too sad. It, but it's so beautiful. It's a beautifully done movie. And I said to Andy, though, when he was telling me about the Q&A, you know, since the pandemic, there have been even more stories about grief and loss. You know, those are part of our lives, whether there's a pandemic or not. And everybody copes with grief and loss differently. And one of the big things about this movie is how he's dealing with his grief from the loss of his parents. That's a that's a basic tenet of the movie. So I definitely agree with Andrew Scott. You know, art is about examining any part of life. And grief is something that everybody experiences, even if we all experience it differently. Yeah. And in the end, I think it's a very hopeful movie about connection. It's about um, it's 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 told in a very interesting way that it on on the surface, it's kind of tragic. But really, and, and Andrew Scott made this point as well, that really it's about it's about coming out of of isolation and, and having, you know, profound connection. And I, I think that's always something that, um, that we, that we can, we can benefit from. It is, it is a beautiful film. It is just a beautiful film. And on the end, just an additional note about Andrew Scott, Netflix dropped an announcement this week that he is going to be starring in an upcoming series called Ripley based on the, the Ripley series, Patricia Highsmith's book, and he'll be playing Tom Ripley. This this is going to be. I cannot fun. wait for this. Yeah, yeah. this can't come soon enough for me. So <laughs> I will be clicking that as soon as it is on the service. Um, a couple of upcoming things: December nineteenth on Netflix. Look for Trevor Noah's new comedy special. Where was I? Uh, that'll drop on the nineteenth, and then the following day, December twentieth, Bradley Cooper's new movie Maestro will be streaming on Netflix. And, you know, he's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. Carrie Mulligan, who stars in the film with him, is getting a lot of Oscar buzz. Uh, and it's I have, about Leonard Bernstein. I have heard only wonderful things about this movie. Everybody that's seen it is raving about it. I always love, you know, stories about people who are gifted musically. You know, he did so well with A Star is Born. And everybody yeah. said he did a fantastic job with this. So, um, 
I'm I, I don't doubt it. Oh, and Andy, I know what I meant to mention to you. Netflix also announced their springtime event. Netflix is a joke. The comedy festival. Oh, yeah. And didn't we go see did we? Meg Walter last year? Was that last oh, year? Oh, yeah. That's oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that was part of that. So like Seth I love Rogen. when Netflix does these experiential events. I think they do such a good job at them. Yeah. And, and this comedy, you know, it's a festival over a span of days. So like one event is at the Hollywood Bowl and others at the Greek Theater. They use some of the smaller theaters around town. There's a whole bunch of events. Go, I think the website is netflixisajoke.com. You can check out the lineup. They have so many, so much great comedy talent participating so do check that out because that should be really really good um i haven't looked at it like with a fine-tooth comb but andy we should look at the lineup and see if yes we should seth rogan's doing a show and i kind of want to go see seth rogan love him yes because i think that might be very very funny and i'm sure he will be very very high while he does the show (laughs) um so that's really it um for now uh, I'm not sure, um, you know, there's a couple of premieres coming this week, but we are entering kind of the lazy holiday holiday days. So uh, maybe you'll watch some TV and maybe we'll chat a little bit next week. But if not, Andy and I are determining if we're going to do a record next week. We just don't know. You know, we just I don't think know. Li- I think life, my life will slow down this coming week. The last couple okay. of weeks have just been peak december festivities and activities and events but yeah hopefully we can uh, i can actually just relax on the couch and watch some stuff this week andy is such a socialite it is very hard oh, goodness. You know, to get it's, on it's the tough. schedule and you know <laughs> I, I kid andy i leave you for a lovely day of wine tasting brunching and enjoying the great outdoors oh thanks diane um everyone in the meantime watch a little tv say hi to all your all your family and friends and we hope you're just having a lovely holiday season wherever you are and we will talk to you soon <laughs>